Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the Women in League Show, Season 2, Episode 27. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. And tonight, we have a full panel. We have Sienna, we have Geordie, we have Tash, and we have Mon. It's great to get the band back together. Um, Can't wait. Um, But guys, before we get too carried away, because there's a lot of footy to cover tonight, let's jump into our warm-up. And the one. And a two, and a one, two, three. Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. Now, for our avid listeners of the Mojo Sports podcast, you'll know that last week, uh, myself and Sienna embarrassed ourselves uh, answering this question, and that was, you know, our karaoke songs. We had a little bit of fun with it, so um, we're not letting the rest of the crew off that easy. We're going to go around the grounds and just see how bad is the music taste of our Mojo Sports panellists. Mon, going to start with you, my friend. Uh, My go-to karaoke song is Say My Name by Destiny Child. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, a bit, a bit of a, a bit of an interesting one there. Uh, Tash, what about yourself? I know there's, uh, there's been a few celebrations this year. There's, there's been a lot to celebrate, but, uh, yeah, tell me a little bit about your go-to karaoke song. Dan, it's always been Eye of the Tiger. I can actually sing it almost backwards, don't ask me to. Yep. But, yeah, Eye of the Tiger is a really good one to get pumped. Yeah, I love that. Now, we, we might sort of, um, you know, record, you know, you singing along to that. We might sort of put that at the end of the episode just to sort of save sure. some of our, our listeners there. But it's Eye of the Tiger. I love that. And, Jordy, what about yourself? Oh, there's a few to choose between, but at the moment it's probably American Boy. American boy. Okay, I'm not too familiar with that, but I, I'm not exactly uh, I'm not exactly too great with my music. But um, yeah, we might overlay a few little lyrics there for our listeners at home. So there you go. There's a bit of a, a mixture of our of our karaoke. Um, and again, as we said last week, we want to hear uh, we want to hear yours as well. So uh, send that through on the socials. But uh, all right, team. Well, let's jump through to our, our first segment for tonight, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Um. And they run through our ass like shit through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, team, and after a short little uh, break last week, we're back into it with the Queensland BMD Premiership. Round seven, the final week of the regular season, uh, as we see the Brisbane Tigers coming up against the North Queensland Gold Stars. That's going to be our feature game tonight, and we are very fortunate to have a very special guest here on the Mojo Sports Podcast. Welcome to the show, Cassie Ormsby. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Cassie, it's great to have you on because, uh, as we spoke about off-air, we've been closely following this competition it's been so interesting, um, you know, a lot of the junior players coming in and getting opportunities, some of the veteran players, you know, flowing in from the NRLW season. We've, we've seen some very uh, surprising results throughout the season, so um, it's, been, it's been quite interesting to follow. And here we are at the end of the regular season already. Uh, it's been pretty incredible. But uh, if you can take us back to, I guess, the start of the season and just give us, you know, a little bit of an insight into, you know, what, what the vibe was like in and amongst the group there at the Tigers, um, you know, before the season kicked off. Well, I did. I did start the preseason a little bit late. Um, I did just move up here in January, but um, coming into a new team and obviously the Tiger girls were just all very welcoming. It's it's almost like I kind of knew those girls 
previously. Um, and so, yeah, they were all very welcoming. The training was a little bit difficult for me at first because um, it was a different intensity compared to down in South Australia. But no, um, yeah, they were just all very welcoming, uh, made me feel like I you know, it was a part of their, their family. So it was very good. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, what, one of the common threads that we've seen, you know, obviously interviewing quite a number of players over the years is, you know, getting a little bit of an insight into, you know, behind the scenes away from football. And, you know, quite often if the group's close, you know, you certainly see that, you know, on the field and, uh, yeah. And, and just quickly tell us a little bit about your own journey. Uh, we were speaking a little bit off air. We're very interested in having you um, jump over to our in focus show, a bit of a one-on-one where we sit down and find out more about, you know, your career, um, you know, cause it, cause it's been quite, quite an interesting story, but yeah, tell us a little bit about, you know, your move up from South Australia and hitting, hitting Brisbane. How's the, how's the weather been? How's the adjustments? And uh, <laughs> yeah, you've certainly joined a, a really great cl- uh, club there as well. Yeah, no, um, weather's definitely uh, different compared to South Australia. Very humid. Um, it is very cold down in South Australia though. So I do like that part of it. Um, but now the transition from South Australia here is absolutely it was ridiculous. So it was something new. It was something that um, I think I kind of always look forward to. Um, and I wanted to kind of find that love for rugby league again. Um, and I knew the best place to obviously do it was either south, well, up here in Brisbane or in New South Wales. And I've never lived in Brisbane before. So I was like, oh, I'll come up here and see, see what it's like and see what I can do here. And um, so far it's been so good. So just going to keep going. Yeah, I'm going to take my New South Wales hat off for a second, and Queensland is rugby league mad. <laughs> so uh, not too often I give a lot of praise to our Queenslanders, but uh, that's certainly one thing they've got under control. Um, tell us a little bit about your footy because, you know, obviously trying to, I guess, establish yourself in a new team, a new environment. Did you have a little bit of a sense of, you know, what positions have you played in the past? What did you feel most comfortable with? Um, yeah, talk to us a little bit about, you know, about that journey for yourself. Um. Gosh, it, uh, it was quite difficult coming into a new team. I didn't know what to expect. And obviously being out of the game for a long time, it was hard for me to have that belief in myself to be able to come into a state where, you know, league is quite big here and um, kind of solidify a spot for myself. But I think the, um, the thing that I was most comfortable with is that I obviously Tasha would know that playing in the Tasha Gale Cup back in 2017, um, I was very comfortable being playing in fullback position. Um, and so that's something that like I carried with myself over the times, um, when I was in down in South Australia and up in Darwin, I played AFL for a while. So I knew I kind of had that, um, positioning of playing fullback and, you know, being able to come into Brisbane and play that position again was something that I was fully confident in. Um, when I did come up here, I was placed as a half, which was different for me again. Um, but no, I took the opportunity. I believed in obviously Adrian, our coach, to uh, put me in that position and have full trust that I could uh, play to the full of, or to the best of my ability. Cassie, you're very, very modest. Um, you mentioned that um, Dan was talking about Queensland and whatnot, but just a little bit of background on you. Um, you said you played in the Tashgal Cup. You actually featured, starred, and won the inaugural. <laughs> Tashgal Cup, playing for Penrith, Dan. Um, and then um, Cassie's gone on to Harvey Norman Women's Premiership, playing for your beloved Newcastle. Um, mm-hmm. She's been a star in AFL. So, please, if we can get this all-ball episode going, listeners out there, Cassie's got a story. 
Yeah, I can't wait to tell it. That's for sure. And we love our footy heads. It's um, you know, it's something we'll we'll definitely get the InFocus crew onto. Um, all right, my friend, talk to us a little bit about the first time you you, you throw on the jersey. Uh, tell us about your, your your debut and that first experience. I'm sure there was butterflies there, but uh, yeah, tell us about the first time you you threw on the jersey. Yeah, the first time um, I threw on the jersey, we were playing against Tweed. Um, I couldn't, I can't even, to today I can't explain the feelings that I had. Um, it was quite emotional for me. I don't actually have family up here in Brisbane. Um, I have family friends, but I think that was probably the most difficult thing for me is that when I did play league those years ago, I had family with me every game. You know, I'd always look at the crowd. It was the first thing I did. I'd walk out to the field, I'd look into the crowd, I'd find my family, and then that's when I get into the space of I'm here, I'm on the field, this is what I'm going to do. Um, so it was quite difficult for me to, you know, chuck on that new jersey and want to go out there and I didn't have that support, but the support that I had with the girls and the team and, you know, them getting around me and it being my first game and having them just boosted my confidence a little bit more. Um, and so I put on that jersey to play for those girls. So, yeah, it was, it was a nice experience and I wouldn't change it for the world. Cassie, you talked about being comfortable um, wearing the number one, um, which I see you have done later on in the season, but the coach had, you know, some confidence in you putting you in the halves. So I think you wore the number six jersey. Uh, yes, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he scored not one but two tries wearing the number six jersey. So can yes. you tell us about that and was that your in, in round two or round three that that occurred? Uh, round two, round two. So yeah, round two, I scored my um, debut tries, <laughs> um, which is awesome. But I think being and having the support with the girls on the field as well, um, I was able to, you know, go out there and deliver what I needed to and make the girls and the coach and staff proud. Yeah, well, you've certainly done that and, uh, you've, you know, obviously built, you know, quite a little bit of a family there at the club. There's some incredible mm-hmm. players there that I'm sure have supported you and, Let's dive straight into it because, you know, thinking about, you know, if I was to, you know, look at maybe changing positions, changing clubs and really trying to look at, you know, some of the mentors or some experienced players to help guide me, there's probably a couple of names that come to mind when it comes to women's rugby league. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the veterans in your football club and maybe some of the impact they've had, you know, for you, you know, even if it's just a training? Um, so one person that I'll always be grateful for is um, Ellie. She's the reason why I actually moved up to Brisbane. Um, I was down in South Australia. We were on a Zoom call like this, um, just talking about women in league and just asking her about the guidance and pathways that there were for women down in South Australia aspiring to be NRLW players. And um, I think she kind of um, noticed me from I have no idea where, which was absolutely amazing to have Ellie Brigadier kind of be like, hey, I know you have seen you play before you know, what's your story and where do you want to go with this? And at that point of time, I was kind of like, I, I, I don't know. Um, I haven't played league in a while. I don't know if I'm good enough. Um, you know, just going through that um, that, uh, that mental state of it's been a while and I don't think I can do it anymore um, really had me. But she was just like, what kind of flight, what's, what have you what have got to risk? Like it's, it's league. Um, it's a new start, new beginning, and, you know, she was the reason why I moved up here and being in this team and having people like her around you 
guiding you and supporting you into the right direction of if you do aspire to be an NRLW player, it's absolutely amazing. Well, Cassie, I've said in the past, you know you've made it when, you know, the legend of the game that is Ali Brigginshaw um, actually actively seeks you out. Um, and if it's any indication, I know that um, the 5'8 in the Brisbane Tigers team, Grace Griffin, um, Ali actually went and approached Grace as well and asked her to come along and play alongside her. So you're in very, very good company because Grace immediately was elevated into an NRLW contract as we saw earlier this year. So watch this space, Cassie. I think things are going to happen for you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, that, you know, obviously one of the things about it, the legends of our game and, the, you know, the experienced players in our game is, yeah, they're fantastic at rugby league, but they're also great recruiters. And, uh, you know, that's a great little recruiting story that, uh, you know, we get to share with our listeners. And, uh, yeah, Ali's a smart operator and uh, knows talent when she sees it, that's for sure. All right, Cassie. Well, let's preview. Let, let's skip ahead because, you know, it, it's obviously been a little bit of an up and down season for the Brisbane Tigers. But here we are, round seven, the, the final regular mm-hmm. season. Um, you know, it's going to be going to be quite interesting just reflecting on the ladder situation at the moment. And everyone is trying to fight for, you know, that fourth position. Uh, Winner Manly currently hold it on six points. Um, you know, your club, the Panthers, uh, the Magpies, all are on four points. So, you know, I, I guess if results go your way and you guys are able to be successful um, against the North Queensland Gold Stars, you could certainly fight your way into um, into finals contention. But uh, let's start the preview by talking a little bit about your opposition, uh, the North Queensland Gold Stars. Obviously, you know, you're still new to the competition and, st- you know, still feeling mm. your way when it comes to your opposition. But, you know, what's your thoughts on the Gold Stars? Because... They're a football team that certainly hit the ground running in this competition and, yeah, a very, very impressive football team. Yeah, no, exactly what you said. They're very impressive. I think they've been very strong from the start. They have a lot of talent and a, young, a lot of young players in their team that um, definitely give them that front foot. But, you know, I've, I've got to admit to my girls, we've got a lot of fight and we've still got so much in, in us that we definitely can go out there and deliver what we need to on the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm going to throw this to Geordie because one of the things that's surprised me, I I guess I shouldn't be surprised when it comes to the Gold Stars because they're an incredible football club, but their ability to kind of move players around, you know, like at the end of the day, they've selected a team to say, okay, well, these are our best players. We're just going to make them fit. And an example of that is their captain, Romy Teitzel, who we all know from her heroics for my mighty Newcastle Knights, the greatest franchise, you know, obviously in world sport. Obviously we know that. Uh, But Romy playing fullback, um, she's just quietly shifted into the second row there for the Gold Coast, uh, for the uh, Gold Stars. And she's been incredible. Um, Geordie, that's pretty impressive, isn't it, to kind of, you know, make that shift. It most certainly is, and you're seeing it across a lot of their players. They've got Mos- um, Harsh Mosby as well. Um, she's another one of the cross-code athletes that's jumped across, and she's played in the wings and centres and moved around, and it's a luxury for some teams to have. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Mon, you know, you think about some of the, you know, obviously we're going we're gonna to dive into Cassie's team in a second, but just picking out a few attacking threats that Cassie, I'm sure, is going to be, uh, very aware of and mindful of heading into this clash. But one particular player, Shania Power, playing a little bit more out, out on the edge again when it comes to the Gold Stars, playing in that centre position. One of the things we did highlight her during her NRLW campaign is she's nearly unstoppable five to ten metres out from the line. Pushing her more out onto the edge just makes her more and more, uh, I, I guess, dangerous. Talk to us a little bit about Shania Power because she's in some sort of form. Yeah, for sure. Um 
And we're actually, you know, seeing it a lot in our game at the moment. Um, clubs and coaches pushing their bigger, um, more powerful players. Having that impact out further out on the edge is, is we're getting a lot of success. That we're seeing that in the the men's um, NRL, and we're seeing it in our game as well. And it, it's it's phenomenal to see. Um, Shania Power, she packs a punch wherever she goes. That's you know that's just a, a fact. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's a very strategic and smart move for her to be playing in that um, outside back kind of role. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a trend, isn't it? You know, like it, it sort of started, you know, in the NRL not too long ago with, you know, David Fafita and a few other players. And it's just, it's a bit of a copycat league, uh, rugby league in general. You know, people sort of, they're always looking for the biggest trends and, you know, getting some bigger players out on the edge. It uh, certainly causes some challenges there. Now, Sienna, you know, one of Tasha's favourite players in the competition beyond Cassie, obviously, is uh, a little player by the name of Destiny Brill. And uh, obviously she's... Uh, She's someone that you admire as well. Um, and again, plays in a crucial role there at lock, lock position. Again, we saw her heroics in the NRLW competition. Again, she's been killing it here back at, back at this state competition level. Talk to us a little bit about Destiny Brill because, um, yeah, an incredible player. I was hoping we would get to actually talk about Destiny a little bit. She's just such a powerful runner, especially in a lock, that lock position. Um, she provides so much to the team. I think just her go forward is phenomenal and not to mention her defense. She's so solid all over the park and I think she brings a lot to um, the Gold Stars. So she'll be one to watch this weekend for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right, Cassie, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take you out of your, your misery there. So, you know, giving too much praise <laughs> to your opposition. Um, let, let's throw it over to, to your team now. And um, again, we praise the opposition, but the Brisbane Tigers, they've certainly got, got their, um, you know, some quality players there. Um, Cassie, if you can just sort of uh, help our listeners get a bit of a feel for your playing squad, uh, maybe talk us through some of your outside backs there, because again, you're a football team that has certainly, I, I guess, you know, shown, uh, you know, what you guys can do with the football so talk to us a little bit about your outside backs there at the Tigers. Um, that's a good question. Our outside backs, well, lately, well, lately we've had a lot of like um, chops and changes when it comes to our outside backs. We've yeah. got some new girls coming in and um, I think it was two of them that came up from our under-18 squad that debuted on the weekend. Um, not this weekend, but we can go on against Wynnum. Um, and they were absolutely amazing. They, you know, very strong players, ran hard, um, Obviously, the experience will come with it when time comes through, but um, having the experience with someone like Ellie and Grace Griffin, um, also Jamie Lee Davis and uh, Jamie, Lee, Jamie Lee Lewis in the middle, and um, um, Nellie, I think having you know the guidance of all those girls who are like our leadership roles um, just kind of help you know our, our middle more than so much out outside because when they do talk in the middle, it does give it out outside backs more of a guidance of where we need to get to and, you know, what positions we want to hit in regards to plays and, and defence. Yeah, definitely. And I, I guess that's what sort of, um, you know, sprung to mind when we were looking at, um, you know, your team as well is, and this competition more broadly, is the depth, the depth at all these football clubs. You know, there were periods mm-hmm. of times where, you know, a few of these teams 
when there was a couple of injuries, it was it was difficult to kind of fill a, a, a team because, you know, those junior pathways weren't there. Those junior stars weren't available. And now, you know, you're looking at some of these teams and including your juniors easily, you know, 30-plus players are available for selection. And that's that's great for competition. That's great for development. And, um, you know, it's great to see some of the younger players there, you know, getting to, you know, make a bit of a name for themselves in the outside back, scoring some tries. And, uh, yeah, obviously the future is bright there for Brisbane. Um, we touched a little bit on your halves there in Ali and Grace, but uh, let's go back to it and talk a little bit more about it. Maybe just some things that impress you with the way in which they're playing, maybe some of the things you've seen with them recently, because, um, yeah, I I guess a lot of people know the names, but talk to us about the football they're playing right now. Um, So the football that 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 they're playing right now, when they weren't there, there was um, not so much guidance when it comes to our halves. I, I was playing in the halves in the second game and, you know, I find it, I found it quite difficult to be able to not so much communicate with the girls, but just have that sense of direction, which is um, something that comes very natural to both Ellie and Grace. Um, and to have them out there on the field and just have that natural um, ability to guide girls and put them in the right places, Ellie giving people the right ball and the right holes. Like it's um, definitely, it definitely lifts up the girls um, what would you call it? Like their their belief in wanting or being able to play the game at a high level. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it, it's there. You know, some of their intangibles to you know, provide a little bit of confidence. And, you know, there's been instances where, you know, things haven't been going your way, you know, during games. And, you know, a lot of people sort of look to those experienced players. But, uh, you know, it's great to see, you know, you're sort of getting the opportunity to to play, you know, with them. And uh, I'm sure scribbling down quite a few notes as well and and going out there and competing. It's, uh, It's certainly great to see. All right. Well, you know, outside backs, halves, you know, obviously, uh, you know, they're a big part of, um, you know, they're a big part of the the reason why, you know, a team is successful, but, you know, it wouldn't be possible without the engine room, without your front row. And, you know, you've got some pretty big names, uh, you know, in the forward pack. Talk to us about that, your engine room, the forwards. And uh, yeah, there's a few particular players that we'll, we'll dive into in a second, but yeah, thoughts on, thoughts on that group. Um, Overall, our forwards are absolutely amazing. These, these girls run hard, they tackle hard, they have that mental mindset of this girl in front of me is going down. And I love that, especially like playing, playing lead. You, you don't want to be know, gentle with the opposition. You want to give them a good hit. You want to make sure that you're, you know, getting that person down for your teammate. It's, it's almost like a, it's almost like a little like war going on on the field, which is pretty hard for me to say, but at the same time, you fight for your, your girls on your team and, um, I think that strength and that motivation definitely comes from the middle. Yeah, Cassie, you've got, um, as Dan t- touched on, um, some, you know, pretty well-known names um, in the forward. I'm, I'm going to concentrate on your number 13. Um, mm-hmm. And your job as a fullback is to keep them defensively correct. So you're barking orders at them, keeping them organised. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your 13 and how you manage to get that communication through? Um, so, yeah, being able to speak with Jamie on the field and being behind her in defence, to be able to communicate with her, I do um, talk to the girls on the inside or outside of her to help, you know, guide her in the right direction. Um, I did find it a little bit difficult with her or the game I did play in Tweed. I kind of 
lost thought that she couldn't hear me at first. So I was like, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. And I didn't get a response. And I was like, oh, that's right. Like, hey, girls, when I say something to Jamie, if you're next to her, you want to, like, pull her over or just – but in reality, I really didn't have to do that because she knew where she needed to be. She kind of was able to read players um, and put herself in the right position. So, yeah, no, I think she's a very good player and the experience that she has and the values that she brings to the team is absolutely amazing. Yeah, Cassie, you're spot on. She is a great player. She has mm-hmm. a sense um, for the game. Um, just for our listeners, um, she's got a very famous father in, in Wally Lewis, um, but she is playing with a with a hearing deficiency. But she, as far as the reason I asked about organising herself in defence is she's topping your, your tackle count. She's scoring tries. So she she has an incredible sense of the game. Um, no guessing where that came from with those sort of bloodlines. But there's another, um, I'd say, well-known surname that's playing in your well, a bit in the forward pack as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that player? Oh, I don't know who you're talking about there. We've got Sim. Yes, We've it does. Got... <laughs> tell us about um, CJ. CJ, yeah, no. Um, oh, just the – she's got that mongrel on her that I love. There's there's no doubt about it. Every time she she steps out on the field, she tells you exactly what she wants or what she's going to do. Um and as a, as a fullback and as an outside back, I'm like, oh my God, these big girls here. And she's like, no, I've got you. Like, and it gives you that, just that boost of confidence and you've got someone like Sim right behind you who will always have your back and will always push for you and do a massive run for you so you can get a quick play of the ball and keep that ball rolling. Um, so, yeah, having her in the middles is definitely another plus for us. And, yeah. No, I love it. And Cassie, talk to us a little bit about, you know, obviously we've been focusing on some of the leaders in and around the group, but talk to us a little bit more about your skipper, Chanel Kahiga, skipper. You know, obviously, um, you know, you've got quite a, you, you've got a significant amount of experience within within the squad and hopefully that makes a difference on the weekend. But yeah, tell us a little bit about Chanel. Um, yeah, Nelly, oh, she's an absolutely amazing player. I definitely look up to her as um, one of my favourites of the team. I'd say that to her <laughs> Um, no, she's she's definitely got the right mindset, um, has the footy brains to be able to, you know, put herself in the right place or take that scooter she needs to. Um, her defence from last week against Wynnum was absolutely amazing. I didn't play that game, but watching her on the sideline to be able to push every time. Um, she's not the biggest girl out there, so for her to take the biggest girl and get up straight away and just keep pushing is um, something inspiring to myself, especially um, to see someone like her to just push through everything and just go right to the end. The, the game seems to be speeding up. Um, you know, we sort of reflected on that last year. Again, we did the road show, you know, went through all the states, New South Wales and Queensland, and it's something we picked up last year. But we kind of feel like the speed of play is picking up again this year and some of those craftier players in and around the ruck, you know, they're just causing havoc. So, you know, obviously it's it, it's, a, it's a difficult uh, competition to be playing in as bigger players, but, yeah, the the, the speed's definitely there. So, um, no, it's great to see. All right, team, well, no sitting on the fence when it comes to our, to our match preview. Um, again, this is it. This is the last regular season. Um, for all the locals, get down and watch these games. It's going to be pretty incredible. But um, let's go around the grounds for our predictions. Sienna, going to start with you. Tigers v the Goldstone. Does. Oh, Cassie's just filled me with so much hope. I have to go with the Tigers. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a put a mark down there for the Tigers, Mon. 
Um, I'm going to stick with uh, Kathy and Sienna on this one as well. I've, I've got the belief of the Tigers. Okay, excellent, excellent. Geordie? I didn't want to be the one to break the streak, but I'll go with something <laughs> different. Sorry, Cass, I'll go with the Gold Stars. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, as, as a Newcastle Knights supporter, you know, there's quite a few contracted Knights players in the opposition <laughs> who were avid listeners of the podcast. So, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go there with, uh, with Jordy, but, um, you know, mate, well, let, let's, let's say it's dramatically, uh, dramatically close. Uh, that's for sure. Um, Tasha, we got a little bit of a dead heat here. What's your thoughts here? No, I'm going to break it down and I'm going to go the Tigers, but with, um, the upset win. I just think that it's a must win for them. And I think the combinations in the halves, the guts in the engine room, you got Cassie barking orders at the back. I'm going Tigers. Cassie, you know, only poking fun a little bit earlier, but, you know, this is a football team that I feel like has not even scratched the surface in terms of its potential this season. We really haven't seen the best of the Tigers this year. Tasha's right. This certainly could be the weekend. Obviously, you know, uh, you know, not gonna not gonna throw you in for a prediction, but you know, tell us a little bit about you know maybe something the team will be focusing on this weekend because I guess the fans and everyone's just really waiting to see the Tigers put in the put in the performance that we know, um, you know, we know you guys are capable of. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that for this weekend, um, we've we've had a lot of fight these last couple of weeks and we just haven't been getting the result that we wanted to. And I think, you know, this, this weekend is definitely a, a do or die for us. And so, you know, I think all of us girls will come out and want it more than anything. And that fight will definitely be at a hundred percent with all of us girls um, pushing and, you know, wanting to support each other out there on the field. So um, going out there this weekend, it's, it's going to be a tough game, but, 100% back by girls, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And to our Brizzy audience, seriously, get down and watch the game. Ian Clarkson Field, 3 o'clock uh, Saturday in Brizzy. Um, you know, there's going to be quite a number of uh, incredible games this year on the Rugby League calendar. But, um, yeah, this is going to be one to watch, that's for sure. But, uh, anyway, we're going to have to see how that pans out. And, uh, most importantly, um, how the finals format is, is going to, uh, you know, finish up after this regular season round. Going to be going to be really interesting to watch. All right, team, let's, uh, let's run it through to our final segment of the night, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing Closing Time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, team, and let's head down to the New South Wales. Harvey Norman, New South Wales Women's Premiership. Uh, round four is that competition starts to build momentum. We see the West Tigers uh, coming up against the Mounties as our feature game this week. We're going to go around the grounds and offer some predictions because, um, you know, the latter start of the season, it's obviously a little bit jam-packed as, uh, as teams try and sort of establish themselves. Um, Sienna, going to start with you, taking your Bears hat off for a moment. Uh, what's your thoughts on this one, Tigers-Mounties? Yeah, I think um, the Mounties aren't quite where they want to be at the moment on the ladder, and I think they're just going to be too physical for the Tigers this week. The Tigers have got a lot of strength in the halves and the backs, but I think Mounties are really going to take it to them in the forwards, so I'm going with Mounties for this one. Yeah, look, for me, the Mounties uh, playing roster terrifies me. There are so many incredible players within that team. I'll let you guys talk more about the Mounties. Seriously, what a football team. But I continue to underestimate the Tigers. And I need to stop because they are a serious football team. Uh, there is a lot of lot of talent in, in that group. So look, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna say the Tigers, but yeah, really, really difficult one to pick there. Um, Tash, what about yourself? 
Yeah, Dan, I agree with Sienna. The Mounties are not used to being where they are and they are a very physical side and we all know it takes a few weeks to gel and there's a lot of changes um, in the Tigers, so I'm certainly not, you know, ruling them out. But I just think for this upcoming upcoming game, the Mounties are going to bring it. It's going to be physical and, yeah, they'll come away with the Chalkies. Now, Mon, I know you uh, there in the Newcastle Knights system. You're watching a lot of film, a lot of tape. You're studying your opposition's team list, how everyone's performing, who's in form, who's not in form. So uh, give us your analysis on this one. Tigers, Mounties, this is this is going to be a pretty epic clash for um, round four. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's going to be a very exciting game to watch. I'll definitely be watching uh, the video after taking some notes. Um We've come up against the Mounties in our season. Um, physical side, very physical side. And, um, yeah, credit to them. But I, I'm i the same, Dan. I continue to underestimate our Tigers. And I just think that, um, yeah, it's going to be a physical match. But I think that the they may be able to grind and just get the ball out and get some uh, skill happening. Jordy. Interesting one. You know, again, you, you talk about teams that, you know, uh, haven't quite hit their potential. The Mountie, the Mounties are certainly, um, you know, in that category. Uh, you know, they haven't played their best football. Um, and the Tigers, they're really trying to, to, to put the competition on notice. Thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think an uncharacteristic start to the season for both teams. I, um, but I think Mounties are building faster in the right direction. So I'm going to go Mounties on this one. Now, Cass, you know, we're going, to th- we're going to throw it over to you. You get the final vote here. We've got a completely mixed panel at the moment, which goes to show the game obviously is 50-50. But, um, you know, from a distance up there in Queensland, what's your thoughts on uh, on, on this one, Tigers-Mounties? Um, well, I know Mounties are a very physical and dominant side, and they have been for the last couple of years. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm quite excited to see what Tigers have up their sleeve this weekend and, you know, I'm going to go with them this time around. I think, yeah, they've got a lot of push and a lot of motivation within their team. And, yeah, I'm hoping that they can take it out. Yeah, there we go. Again, a bit of a mixed panel there, but, um, yeah, going to be a very um, interesting battle there as teams try and sort of, you know, slowly make their way up the ladder. Again, these competitions, they're, they're not very long, so you can't, you can't uh, be asleep for too long. You've really got to get moving and, and start banking some points. So both teams will be keen to get the two points on the weekend. Uh, definitely one to watch. All right, team. Well, look, that's all the time we have this week. Just want to thank my amazing panel, always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. And Cassie, absolute pleasure uh, pleasure to have you on the show. Great to um, get a little bit of an insight into your background. Uh, looking forward to bringing you back onto Mojo, our In Focus show, um, and, and sharing your story with the group. But um, just wishing you all the very best for uh, you know the weekend and uh, everything moving forward, my friend. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. It's a pleasure. No, anytime. And to our listeners, again, we really do appreciate you, you supporting uh, the Women in League show. We're doing our very best to provide you the best coverage of this sport, of this code that we love. Um, how to support us, just continue to download the podcast, share with family and friends. And until next week, we'll catch you then. 